After recording five episodes, I realized that I should do a short intro episode for this podcast so you can get an idea of how this podcast came to be and the person behind the mic. As you already know, my name is Ariel and I am obsessed with true crime. So obsessed, in fact, that I wanted to start a podcast to talk about cases that I have never heard about. I figured that if I've never heard about them, then you most likely haven't either. As I am recording this episode, I am doing everything solo. I research, write, record, edit, and promote my episodes by myself. Hopefully over the months and years, I will learn better techniques. I think it will be interesting to go back to the first five episodes and cringe over all of the things that I did wrong, but we all have to start somewhere, right? Thank you for joining me on this learning experience. I live downtown in a very busy city, so I do apologize if you ever hear any noise in the background from time to time. We have a glass wall, so you can hear everything in our apartment. Mainly the stuff you will hear is motorcycles, police sirens, and airplanes. I try to edit that stuff out or re-record those parts, but sometimes it's unavoidable because of how constant it is. In high school, I had an interest in abnormal psychology, but when I got to college, I found myself more interested in the biology side of forensics. I love plants and bugs, so I figured forensic entomology or forensic botany would be a path that I could pursue. I highly considered it as a career a few years after finishing my degree in horticulture, but I realized it may not be the best choice after all. I felt like it would be really difficult for me to disassociate myself from the case I was working on, and my biggest fear would be a case involving a child. Plus, the school I would eventually attend did not have a degree in forensic entomology or botany, so I felt like this was life's way of telling me to pursue something else. I switched into ecology and evolution instead, and I want to do conservation work on California native species. I'm taking a forensic entomology class, which luckily counts as an elective course for my degree, and I hope it'll give me a better understanding of how time of death is determined in cases and other considerations with evidence. I've already talked to my professor and she said that she would be more than happy to help me out with my podcast if I had any questions, so I'm also hoping she could help me out with some cases that she's worked on. There are a lot of reasons that people get into true crime, and mine came from an early age with a fascination watching CSI and forensic files. CSI was my guilty pleasure because it was so cheesy and far from the real world, but as a kid, it was mild enough for me to watch. One thing that has always stuck with me is the story of the victims. I'm not really interested in the killers too much, although it is a big part of the story and I do like to know why people do what they do, but I always thought that the stories we tell after we die are extremely important. I wanted to do this with the podcast and try to tell the story of the victims as much as possible without obsessing too much over the killer. I will talk about the killer, but I won't really focus too much on them. Too many episodes about victims will say time and time again that they were loved by everyone and lit up a room. That is true in some of my cases. These people were amazing, but the victims also had struggles, and I feel that those are also important to point out because it makes them easier to identify with. You may feel like I'm pointing out their flaws, 
and in a way I am, but this is to get you to understand that I'm giving you their entire story to the best of my ability. Not everyone has a great day every day. Not everyone does things perfect. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we do things in a way that others may seem as not correct. So I try to give you the entire story when I tell it. I also try to make my cases diverse. So I'm trying to cover more crimes involving the LGBTQ plus community, the black community, the indigenous community, the disabled community, etc. I'm only five episodes in, so I haven't really been able to get to those yet, but I do have them on my list, and there's a couple episodes that I'm working on currently that would cover some of those communities. I wanted to focus on murders after 2000 because the data and the evidence is really solid, and it's still developing now, but I feel like it's a time period that I am familiar with since I grew up during that time period. and. Because it's so recent, um, if there's a case that's unresolved, it will be most likely solved if we keep talking about it. So that's why I chose to have the cutoff as the year 2000. Also, the MM in Modern Murders is 2000 in Roman numerals, so I thought that was kind of an interesting play on the name as well. And I got that idea from somebody I was bouncing ideas off of, so that's just a cool tidbit, a little Easter egg if you figured that out. So that's why I chose what I did. Unfortunately, some of the cases will not meet the deadline of 2000, but yeah, that's just how it is. I mean, there's so many true crime podcasts out there that I had to pick some theme. So this is the theme that I chose. So this next bit is more about me as a person. And you'll learn more about me through the episodes when I talk about my own personal experiences. I just wanted to go over some things that I've been through that I feel has made me understand situations on a deeper level and a more personal level. I've had some really tough experiences, so I had to grow up really fast. And I feel like being honest about them is really healthy because those experiences were hard to get through and talking about them helped me get past them and learn from them. I went through some physically and mentally abusive relationships in my teenage years. I'm a survivor of sexual assault, which was one of the tougher parts of my life because I lost a really close friend over it. I was attacked by someone at a party from behind, so this caused a little bit of PTSD with people standing behind me. I was also goth in high school, so I got teased a lot and it went as far as people throwing food at me, but I never got beat up because of it. I think people were scared to fight me because I was a lot bigger than them, and plus I always said something back, so a lot of the times if somebody messed with me, they would get embarrassed. For example, this one chick would constantly tease me by calling me names like Dyke. So one day when she called me one of those names, I told her that I wasn't into her and to stop sending me text messages asking me out on dates. And her friends laughed and she got really embarrassed, so she stopped saying those things to me. Another girl called me things like Satan worshiper, baby killer, Columbine shooter, and she did this all the time in the halls. So one day I walked up to her when she was at her locker and I chanted some random Latin words in a deep, creepy voice. And when she asked me what I said to her, I told her that she would find out in a few days, and then I just walked away. 
And I think it freaked her out because she never messed with me again. So I'm not saying that this will work out for everyone. This was my own way of dealing with bullies. And one of the ways that I dealt with bullies is I would mess with them back. And um, this doesn't always work. So it worked for me and it makes for a funny story, but I wouldn't recommend somebody doing this in their own personal life. I just know that sometimes with bullies, you have to think outside of the box and you have to let them know that what they're doing to you isn't affecting you personally. And even though it did in my case, it was the fact that I was able to laugh about it that helped me get through it. So the stuff I faced in my life has never really defeated me. I've always found a way to get back up and laugh about it. I feel it makes me understand people on a deeper level and I always try to see below the surface. And I feel like this applies to my stories as well. I get when there's a case involving someone who's being abused by their partner and they won't leave, or when someone is sexually assaulted and doesn't tell anyone. I've been through these exact situations, so I understand what goes through people's minds. We don't always know how to deal with issues when they happen, so I try to take that into consideration when I cover a case and I don't quite understand why somebody acts a certain way. So you've made it this far in the episode, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to get to know me and my project. I really hope that we can both talk about these cases that I've picked and that they spark a discussion. I want to keep these stories alive in the true crime community, and some cases are going to be unresolved, so I hope to see them resolved in the future, and of course I'll follow up if they are. Thank you so much for tuning in to Modern Murders, please like and subscribe, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you.